Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, I listen to Bickley and Murata. Terrific show, by the way. I really enjoy it. Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Sportsman. Sports. Vince Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Bigly and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bigly and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Good morning, happy Thursday, Valley sports fans. Welcome to a great day in American sports, in American tradition. The NCAA tournament, in fact, in a perfect world. We would be broadcasting live right from this moment from Vinny Joe's Good Gravy Sports Bar. It would, be an, it would be an establishment that we'd already have purchased and sort of refurbished and yep. put pictures on the wall. There would be a little place in the corner for Jarrett to do live comedy. <laughs> and eat. And eat. <laughs> and cook meatballs. Stir the soup. Yeah, basically he'd be in charge of the menu. There'd be Italian nachos right? all the way around. Right. We'd be broadcasting live from Vinnie Joe's Good Gravy because today is the NCAA tournament. Because I would have been able to open the place up early with my pull. <laughs> You would have been able to. Why? Why does this place not exist? Now? I don't know. I mean, it's again. I think. I think the only thing we're missing in this whole, because um, I think the business plan is outstanding. We, we're just missing a whale. We're missing an investor. We're missing somebody yeah. with money who goes. You know what? That's a great idea. The funding. Let's have, let's have Bickley and Murata broadcast live at noon for the lunch hour rush, and we'll have them broadcast again at five. And yeah, create live yeah. audiences. See, this, this plan Jared, now sucks. I don't want to do these shows yeah. again. Jared's, Jared's cooking all day long, cooking and comedy. Yeah, how happy would he be? And you could be the house band, right? And Sarah just would control stuff, make sure people didn't get out of line. Sarah's right. the host. Yeah, yeah. Um, rich listeners out there. Yeah, we have right? an idea for you. Right. Be a get us a location. What could possibly go wrong with somebody who's never run a sports bar? <laughs> get, us, get us a location. The cash outlay. Right? Get my, us flying. We'll provide all the content. My we'll provide the magic. Yes. And my guarantee, when this does happen, my guarantee to you, the customer, is we will have a clue of what sports are actually on television. When they're Think about that. Think about that as a marketing slogan. You don't have to ask us yes. to change the channel. You can, but it will be on something relevant already. Mm-hmm. See, this is good. Like, so just, you won't be eating your nachos while watching the 2018 Cornhole Championships. I love from this. The, In four minutes, from we Sandusky, Ohio. a brave new course for us. You'll yes. be Look watching the Brendan Wed uh, fishing expedition. On. <laughs> and one Chive TV for Bic. But that's it. Just yeah. one. Yeah, just one. Yeah. I'll be sitting in front of like, that for hours. We do you need somebody people fall. to run the behind-the-scenes stuff, though, like the ordering napkins and that's, paying that's, taxes. That you, Jared. That's going to no, be that no, no. We'll have qualified people. That, that would be you. If that would be me, then then that bar's going to hey, be Jared, out of business. Hey, Jared, where are all the napkins? Oh, I don't know. I use them to write show sheet notes. 
<laughs> oh, dear. But Jared, that the customers need them. <laughs> oh, so true. Jared, can we get the the wait the wait staff some pens? Oh, I didn't know we needed them. I, they haven't been paid that? in four months. I've had someone this, pay them. I've had the same red pen now for a couple weeks. <laughs> right, a couple and weeks. it never runs out of ink because it's rarely used. <laughs> Hey, when you make two scribbles on a show sheet, that, that pen's going to last right. forever. Yeah. Last okay, forever. guys. All right, so let's get on this. Jared, so black. Splash. The story's making waves in the sports world. The Splash. Animal. Animal coming. Animal coming. The Splash. Brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Suns trying to snap their three-game skid tonight against the Orlando Magic at Footprint Center. Suns had won four straight prior to dropping consecutive games to Sacramento, Golden State, and Milwaukee without Kevin Durant. They won't have him tonight either. They come in at 37-32. and 32. Orlando 13th in the Eastern Conference at 28-41. Only four games out of the final East play-in spot, however. They've lost three of four, including getting beat up by the San Antonio Spurs to start a four-game trip on Tuesday. That game gets underway at 7, pregame coverage 6.30 on the Arizona Sports app in 98.7. Suns also named Gerald Madkins as Assistant General Manager and huh. Vice President of personnel evaluation on Wednesday. UCLA grad who played in the NBA with the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors in the 90s. Hmm. Another addition. An assistant GM. Uh Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. 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 I'll I'll share my thoughts on that later. uh, You know. we got four hours. Last night in the NBA, Steph Curry scored 50 points on blistering 20 of 28 shooting. But the Warriors still couldn't win on the road. They fell to the Clippers 134 to 126. Golden State 7 and 27 on the road. Oof. Sacramento got a late bucket from the king of clutch time, uh, De'Aaron Fox, and beating Chicago 117-114. Dallas didn't have Luka or Kyrie, but they went overtime to beat the Spurs 137-128. The Rockets rested Anthony Davis, and then they lost to the, or excuse me, the Lakers rested Anthony Davis and lost to the Rockets 114-110. to This 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 story, I cannot wait to get yeah. my teeth into this thing. Miami slammed Memphis 138-119 on the same day Grizzlies guard John Morant got an eight-game suspension from the NBA for conduct. Detrimental to the league. We'll have a little bit on that today, too. Uh, Also, a lot on Bobby Hurley's ASU Sun Devils blowing out Nevada. You ever seen a whole pack of wolves get run over at the same time? That's what happened last night. 98-73 in a first four game at the NCAA tournament in Dayton, Ohio. ASU shot 63.6% from the floor. They hit 11 of 21 three-pointers. DJ Horn had 20 points. Desmond Cambridge Jr. had 17. Jemiah Neal came off the bench to score 16 and added three steals. They will move on to Denver now to take on six-seeded TCU Friday night in the first round. That game will tip off at 7.05. This is a highlight real night for the Oof. Sun Devils. That you could not have scripted a better first half for a basketball program than that. And then I love that Bobby Hurley at halftime said, "We could play better. We can defend the three yeah, better." Nevada actually, was, no, you can't. Nevada Bobby. actually shot the hell out of the ball yeah. all night long, and we're never in the game. It was weird. Uh, in the other first four game. Pardon my attempt at a joke here. 
Fairly Dickinson fairly kicked Texas Southern's Dickinson 84 to 61. Oh, oh. 6:08 a.m. The Knights move on uh, as the 16 seed in the East. They'll take on top seed Purdue on Friday. The 64 team bracket action gets started today with an 8-9 matchup between Maryland and West Virginia in the South Region. 9:15 from Birmingham is when that tips. The second seed in the South, the Arizona Wildcats, take on the fifth seeded, 15th seeded Princeton. Tigers? Yes. Yes. Uh, Out of the Ivy League. And yes, that's the first time Arizona Wildcats and Ivy League have ever been uttered in the same sentence. (laughs) That game is in Sacramento and will tip off at 110 on TNT. Three number one seeds will play today. Kansas against Howard in the West. Alabama taking on Texas A&M Corpus Christi in the South. And Houston tangling with the the Norse from Northern Kentucky in the uh, Midwest region. Cardinals made official the re-signings of both offensive linemen Will Hernandez and the linebacker Ezekiel Turner. Cardinals also signed Yelda Froholt. Bless you. An offensive lineman from the Cleveland Browns who hails from Denmark and started six games last season. Uh, he was a fourth-round pick of New England in 2019. Kevin Strong, a defensive lineman who spent last year with the Titans, also uh, was signed by the Cardinals. Cardinals also this morning have officially released defensive end J.J. Watt, who's retiring, and center Rodney Hudson, who may have retired sometime in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. uh, both with post-June 1st designation for salary cap purposes. Elsewhere in the NFL, buried in almost 60 minutes of self-aggrandizing but very deep word salad, Aaron Rodgers told Pat McAfee that he entered his darkness retreat 90% sure he'd retire, but then got clarity in the dark, and now his intention is to play for the New York Jets. Imagine that being your vision. (laughs) Dallas Cowboys are releasing uh, Ezekiel Elliott after seven seasons. He's the third all-time leading rusher in Cowboys history behind only Emmitt Smith and Tony Dorsett. Don't pay running backs. Orlando Brown Jr. leaving Kansas City, signing with Cincinnati four years, uh, $64 million. Veteran defensive tackle Fletcher Cox is staying in uh, Philadelphia on a one-year deal. Jamal Williams, who broke Barry Sanders. Sanders' Detroit franchise record with 17 rushing touchdowns last year, signing a three-year deal with the Saints. Miles Sanders, another running back, leaving Philly. He's hooking on with Carolina. The Patriots signing Juju Smith-Schuster to a three-year deal, and the Giants officially released Kenny Galladay. Uh, the D-backs had a pair of Cactus League games rained out. Where did that rain come from, by the way? I thought we were past all this. We had like 380. (laughs) Well done, Vic. Thank you, man. You ask a stupid question, you got a solid answer. I mean, Uh, rain in Arizona has been nothing rare these the last This winter has been very wintry. It's been been brutal. Reservoirs are about 89%, by the way. Wow. I read that from my man, Jim Cross, right outside the window here. Thanks, Jim. Thank you, Jim. Uh, They're back at it today in Mesa to face the Cubs at Sloan Park at 105. Team USA moving on to the quarterfinals of the World Baseball Classic. They rallied for a 3-2 win over Columbia at Chase Field. Mike Trout drove in all three runs for the U.S. Um, Weird that Trout's playing on a team that's moving on. Uh, They'll be (laughs) playing Venezuela, Miami uh, Saturday in their next game. Mexico beat Canada 10-3. They win Group C. They're moving on to the quarters as well. Meanwhile, uh, Puerto Rico is moving on. After upsetting the Dominican Republic 5-2, but the game was overshadowed by an apparent right knee injury oh. suffered by Mets closer oh. Edwin Diaz that happened in the oh. celebration. Oh. <laughs> oh. No word on how serious that oh. celebration is. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm glad you, I, I was actually impressed. Do you remember the uh, the melody of that? Yeah. Way, way to go, Jared. Uh, there you go. There's your splash for Thursday, March 16th. Coming up next, yes, we're all hanging on every word that Aaron Rodgers says, so we'll revisit some of those words he said yesterday and how this could work out with the Jets straight ahead on this Thursday. It's Pickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Pickley and Murata. Pickley and Vince Murata. Pickley and Murata Mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. At this point, as I sit here, you know, I think since Friday, uh, I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Okay. Um, And I haven't been holding anything up at this point. It's been compensation that the Packers are trying to get uh, for me. Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, uh, making it known his intention is to play and to play for the New York Jets. And I was just talking with Jared. I didn't watch the whole thing because, I Mm. I mean, who could stomach an hour of listening to that guy talk at this point? Mm -hmm. Uh, But it, it was... A ways into the interview. He was on for almost an hour. Mm -hmm. And he started the interview by saying, this is not decision day. That's already said and done. And there was no follow-up on that. Like, what was the decision then? And then he just kind of unveils it 10 to 15 minutes into the interview. He had to tell the entire story about the Packers drafting Jordan Love and the front (laughs) office and going into the darkness retreat and all that stuff before he got to the money quote. So obviously those words spark all kinds of uh, reaction mm-hmm. from around the NFL, especially in New York, where the Jets and I, you know, regardless of how you feel about Aaron Rodgers, and I heard Mike Greenberg say this, and he's a longtime, long-suffering Jets fan. He said they're on the verge of getting the best player they've ever had in their history, um, and that is probably the truth. But is it worth it at this point? This feels like a one-year Brett Favre stopover. In New York, mm-hmm. and Favre had some moments in New York certainly before he moved on to to another stop uh, in Minnesota where he had greater success. But I, I mean, I don't know. I look at the the landscape of the AFC. Does this make the Jets a playoff team? It's arguable. Yes, they, they very well could happen. But are yeah. they an elite team? It's still the Jets. I mean, yeah, but again, it, it's it, you're talking about Aaron Rodgers, and you're talking about a team that's got a really good roster and a team that seemed to really kind of turn a corner last year. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a possibility for him. I'm not sure anybody would be cheering for it um, because I do think you're right. I think the more I think Aaron Rodgers really just needs to just kind of go back in that retreat for a while <laughs> and just or seriously just go back in the darkness, dude. Go go find some good mushrooms. Jake Plummer might hook you up. You know, again, because I think people when he said in this podcast yesterday that I wish the Packers would have been more direct with me earlier on in the offseason, I thought to myself, you have got to be kidding me. The guy who's been dragging his feet on making his decision. The guy who has been dragging his feet for a couple of years, a guy who has been um, keeping uh, who is just a beautiful mystery until he goes on Pat McAfee and everybody turns tunes into the podcast now as if it's a head coach's weekly press conference. And now you're asking your employers to communicate more clearly with you. Mm -hmm. Give me a a break. Here's more from Rogers uh, from the Pat McAfee show on the Packers. Everything that I was told in the week that I was in Green Bay was take as long as you want and we want you to retire, Packer. Uh, you know, you want to come back and play. Obviously, the door is wide open. So that was the information that I was going. That was that I was going on. Now, when I came out of the darkness, something changed. 
I'm not exactly sure what that was, but something changed. And I got back to my phone after five days off of it. Um, I realized that there'd been a little bit of a shift and that uh, I heard from multiple uh, people that I trust uh, around the league, players mostly, um, that that there was some shopping going on, that they were interested in actually moving me. At this point, you know, I got to admit, I went in the darkness 90% retiring, 10% playing. Um, So it was clear to me at that point that although the Packers were going to say the right thing publicly, that they were ready to move on. How dare they? How dare they? The tone of that just is, it's nauseating. It's (laughs) nauseating. Again, he's taking this stance that he is some advanced creature uh, that is operating on some level that is above the rest of us. And we just can't comprehend as normal human beings. Yeah. It's it, it's it's really unbelievable. And again, you know my rule: you've been you were ninety percent retired at one time. Don't want you. Absolutely. And maybe what shifted with the Jets and their mindset and their thinking is the repeated use of the phrase "into the darkness." Yeah. How about that? How about that? As if he's Bilbo Baggins in the depths of mortar. Like he went in and you know what I mean? Oh, I was in sure. the dark. No one else could have gone into the darkness the way I did. Oh, come on, man. And I freely Come admit, on, I am a, I'm a simple, and, simple creature. Uh, I am not at all evolved, not nearly as much as Aaron Rodgers. But the the idea of being alone with my thoughts for four straight nights of darkness sounds like absolute torture. Wor- yeah, torture. <laughs> uh, right, yeah. Again, and you know what he's thinking in the darkness? He's thinking, gee, I wonder what people are thinking about me. Gee, yeah. I wonder what people are thinking. What are they saying about me? Are that they talking would, about how smart I am? Yeah, I hope yeah. they are. Are they talking about how mysterious I am? Ooh, you know what the Jets should do when they finally work out the compensation? This would be this would be brilliant. A brilliant twist at the end. Woody Johnson, that name mean, means something. He's the heir to the Johnson and jo- Johnson pharmaceutical fortune. Mm-hmm. I think part of the parameters of Aaron Rodgers' employment with the Jets is they insist that he take the Johnson & Johnson vaccination. Oh. <laughs> oh. Wow. People were pointing out how funny that is. That <laughs> He's going the, to work the, for Big Pharma, basically. Exactly. <laughs> the most anti-Big Pharma guy in the world is working for the heir to the fortune. Wow. Huh. I wonder if that showed yeah, up in his own that. research. Yeah, listen, oh, uh, and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is a, is a real good talent, but I really do think what we are watching right now is is not only not only um, sort of emblematic of who Aaron Rodgers is, and man, what a handful this guy is, and it's um, so whatever. So it's that, but it's also again the story of a guy that's been on top who is slipping away, and he knows it, and he sees it, and this is all just some just this is all just weird. Yeah. Stuff to kind of, hey, look at me. And it happens to everybody. Happens to but everybody. Some guys can't deal with no. it. No. And I'm not saying it's easy to deal with, but. No. Yeah. No. He is, uh, he is a content is, machine, though. Did you just, see the numbers that Pat McAfee's show was doing yesterday during that interview? Nearly 500,000 people are watching that live. Half a million people watching that live. <laughs> on YouTube. On YouTube. Not even on TV. Yeah. Yeah, it's excellent. I guess That's Pat McAfee, excellent. that $30 million a year they're paying him, uh, is, is paying off. 
He's created an empire that quickly. Uh, the tip-off to the madness starts in a few hours, but you still have your shot at the grand prize. $1,000 and tickets to next year's tournament. Just text BUCKS to 620-620. Fill out your bracket, get uh, entered, and compete in the Arizona Sports Bracket BUCKS. It's presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center. That's BUCKS to 620-620. And if you're nice and you want some hints, I'll tell you who I picked so you can go opposite and maybe win this thing. Coming up next. Big game for the Suns tonight. And I bet you didn't think a game on a Thursday night against Orlando would be termed as a big game, but it is. We'll get into it next. It's Pickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Pickley and Murata Mornings. I mean, we don't, we're not looking at the standings anymore. Um, you know, we're, we're reaching a point in the season where the teams that are playing for the seeding, four, five, six, seven, eight, we all play each other. And, and so every night someone's going to go up, someone's going to go down. Uh, the standings will be, be interesting to watch from a spectator perspective, but we, we have to take it one game at a time. You know, that's how we, we, we took it once we got KD back. You know, we came in every night saying, let's just put our best game together. Like KD says all the time, let's just put some good stuff on, on tape and uh, let the result be what it will be. Uh, and so that's the mentality we'll take going forward. It's James Jones, president of basketball operations, general manager of the Suns on with Burns and Gambo for his weekly visit yesterday. Um, are, you, are you buying that? Or is that a brave face being put on by James Jones? That uh, we're, we're not really looking at the standings anymore because we're going to play each other so many times. But as we go into tonight's yeah. game against Orlando, the Phoenix Suns are three and a half games from not being in the playoffs. Yeah, Vinny, I, I think that I think the mindset and, and plans and strategy, I think they're evolving uh, daily. And I think it's because um, I, I think the Suns had hoped when KD's injury went down that, that they would be able to go down a path of ultimate precaution that the team would function well enough that they wouldn't really kind of lose where they're at and by that I mean top six that that to me that's that's the dividing line right uh-huh. you, you, it, anywhere beyond six is if you flirt with that now now we're, now we're all tripping and gripping and we don't want to be there so I I think now after the last couple of games in particular and the fact that they've lost three games in a row but some of the issues that have come up in the last couple of games you wonder okay how many wins are there for this basketball team in the next 10 11 games without Kevin Durant and is that going to expedite his return? I think it's all fluid to be honest with you. I think I think if they go out tonight and do not have a crisp performance and a victory and I think tonight's game for a random game against the Magic yeah. on a Thursday fairly important. Suns really from a math standpoint just need to get a win. Yeah, you've lost 3 straight. Uh, after you had won four straight and and go back to prior to the ankle twist, what the feeling was around the Phoenix Suns, not just here, but around the league. It was kind of this feeling of, uh uh-oh, this this appears like it's going to work out pretty well as long as Kevin Durant's on the court. Now he's not on the court. Um, I agree with you. I think the Suns will beat the Magic tonight. Mm -hmm. Uh, Orlando's an up-and-coming team. They've got a lot of talent. They've already beaten the Suns once this year in, in Florida, and they did that without their best player, Paolo Vancaro. So uh, that's something to consider. Uh, if the Suns don't win tonight, I think we're going to be talking about a little bit of panic setting. I think so. 
Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right about that because, yeah, it, it, there's not much room between where the Suns currently sit, which I believe is fourth right now. They are fourth at 37 and 32. But now that's, go down uh, to 12. Go from 4 to 12, wherever the Lakers happen to be. The Lakers are 10 right now. Oh, they're 10. Yeah, okay, 12 so. is... Uh, oh. Is New Orleans okay? That's three and a half games difference. Yeah. Uh, see, there's between four and twelve. Yeah, yeah, with and thirteen if, to play. Yeah, and four and ten. What's the difference between four and ten? Uh, Six. Uh, <laughs> no, no, Jarrett. <laughs> Sorry, three and a half. Okay, wait. It's all three and a half. Okay, it's all three and a half. So that's what I'm saying. So that's how bunched it is from four to twelve. Se- separated by three and a half games. So I, I think. Yeah, I'm sorry, I, my math is off. Four games. Okay. Yeah. It, 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 the the point still put stands. Put my shoe back on. No, no, no the, that's right. The point still stands. There's an incredible bunching of mediocrity and and numbers, and it it only tells part part of the story. But that that play in format is so random. It's the last thing that you want to do if you're the Sun. So I think I think they win tonight. It's going to calm things down, and then they'll still be on the ultimate precaution plan. Yes. They lose tonight. I'm not sure what's going to happen. Yeah. Burns and Gambo asked James Jones yesterday, you know, how much emphasis is there on the team right now to avoid falling into the play-in tournament? No, I mean, it's, a, it's, to, it's to play our best basketball, to do, to do two things, play our best basketball and uh, and win. Um, and, and if that puts us in the top four, of course you want to be in the top four because you get a home game. Uh, game seven is in your building. Um, and, and it's always great to have that advantage. But, um, you know, no one, I don't think anyone wants to play in the play-in. That's just an extra game. Um, it's another opportunity to, to get hurt. Uh, so you try to minimize that. But, but, you know, there's no extra added um, incentive for us. So, you know, we're not going to go out and play harder to avoid the playing game. We're going to play as hard as we can because we still see a chance to ascend in, in the standings. Yeah, and on the uh, ma- the question of does it matter how early Kevin Durant can come back? Uh, it does. I think for every game every game he can play um, with the team, just more minutes together. Um, just better chemistry for him. Um, it's better chemistry for his teammates. Uh, so we want to get him as many games as he needs as possible and if that's seven if that's you know ten whatever it is I just do I do know uh, every game he plays with us we, we seem to build momentum so we want as many games as possible yeah it's interesting and you pointed this out to me that uh, James Jones had yeah. sat down with an interview with Dwayne Rankin from AZ Central and this happened before the Sacramento game last Saturday when there was 16 games left and the quote from that was um from James Jones, in 16 games, we're going to be in the playoffs regardless. Kevin being with us for 10 of those or six of those, Kevin knows how to play. We're not concerned about Kevin forgetting how to play basketball over the next eight games. A lot has changed Mm -hmm. in three games. It has. A lot has changed in the last three games, and what has changed in the last three games is we've seen how how soft and, and curious and... I'm still not finding the right adjective. It, it, how tenuous? Thank you. How tenuous the bench seems, how tenuous the style of play seems, uh, how how the other issues that having two elite superstars so 
easily covers up have kind of come to the fore when the Suns have played good teams. And that's and so I think that's what we're starting to look at now. And I think that at that point in time, if you lose tonight, I doubt you'd have James Jones saying in 12 games or in the playoffs regardless. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree. Yeah. So I, I think that that was a matter of, of time changing one's perspective. I think they win tonight, and I, 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 I'm with you. I think they will. I think there's going to be a level of urgency and a level of importance to tonight that's going to sharpen everybody. And I don't think they're going to take the court in a deficit situation like they seem to have done the last two nights. They seem to have been sort of in a let's get ready to get our backsides handed to us. Okay, it's happening. Okay, let's keep fighting. Oh, we're making it close. Oh, we're out of gas. Yeah, and and that's I even believe Vic, and we talked about this yesterday. And despite losing to Milwaukee, I thought there were positives in that game. The way they the way they hung in that game without without playing their Mm -hmm. best basketball, I thought Milwaukee should have had a much bigger lead, especially with the the march to the free throw line. Mm There was some progress made on the bench with with Cameron Payne. There was also some weirdness on the on the bench too. And I know Tory Craig's in the starting lineup right now. Let's not mistake mm-hmm. it. It is a temporary situation. But Tory Craig, you know, he got he got beat up in that game. He got run over a couple times by Giannis. He, he he put out a picture of himself in a dentist chair, getting his teeth fixed after Giannis knocked his teeth out. Uh, but he also he came back in the game late. And for the last two games, there's been a lot of limping around the court being done by Torrey Craig. Mm-hmm. And he got in. Nine seconds of action happened. He committed a foul. It was turned into a three-point play. And Torrey Craig was just kind of limping around, and he got to the free-throw line. And Monty Williams was like, what, what's going on? Yeah, and he pulled right, him man? right out of yeah, the game right. and asked him, hey, are you hurt? What's going on? And he said, I'm a little stiff, is what he said. Yeah. He's on. He's listed as probable for tonight, but he's got a heel issue. A heel issue that apparently is lingering, but which those things can do. They can. I mean, Chris Paul's first injury this year was yeah. a, was a heel injury. Mm-hmm. The other yeah. thing I want. Yeah, that's in, no. You're right. So keep going because that's interesting. Yeah. The, the other thing I want to bring up, and I think you'll agree with me on All this. Right. I've heard a lot of people, a lot of people on social media. I've heard people on this radio station when they're breaking down the sun struggles. They'll say, well, the Suns are without Kevin Durant. They're without Mikel Bridges. They're without Cam Johnson. Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson are not on this basketball team. <laughs> they're not missing we, them anymore. We can't be saying that anymore. Yeah. No, I agree. And I don't know if it's just this well, you know, reticence to move on from it and accept what is real with the Phoenix Suns, but those guys are not coming back. If you polled Suns fans right now, and said, you have the ability to go back and reverse that trade and make it not happen. What do you think that voting would look uh, right, like? Well, in, in, in real time right now, right it would be now. overwhelmingly, yes, they would go back and they would and trade. Undo because it. Mikel Bridges is playing well and Kevin Durant's played three games. I'm going to poll the audience right now yes. and find that out. And we'll have those results. You can pick doing your job, Jared. <laughs> I say no, that. But, Jared's reaction no. was priceless. He's like, whoa. Now, it's like, <laughs> no, no, I, I do. I like when you guys do that. Okay, no, it's okay. It's okay. I just, I just, I'm just amused. No, but Jared, the way you word it, you can actually find that out. Make it clear. It's, it's real time. And look, that's right. Like every fan base, the Suns fan base is reactionary to what's going on. I think it's going to be an overwhelming. We don't have to apologize number. for that. Yeah. We're not, we're not, we're not doing anything inappropriate. No. Uh, so I. I, I think in the case of this, it, it's really, really interesting to me because you're right. You look at the Suns right now, and you look at the players who they're missing. 
One of them's wearing a Nets jersey. One of them's wearing a Bucks jersey. Those two guys, in their own way, made the Suns' defense special. The Suns still have good defenders. Yeah. DeAndre Ayton, very good defender. KD, very good. Devin Booker, Chris Paul, these are all good defenders. But Mikel Bridges was elite with crazy range, the ability to get through screens, the ability to blow up offenses. Without him, without that piece, the Suns have been very susceptible to three-point yeah. shooting. And then without Jay Crowder quarterbacking everything, we're just seeing too many times the guys going, wait, where, I me, mean, wait, no, you, wait, you, wait. Yes. We're the, seeing a lot of that. The Suns are missing Landry Shamit and Kevin Durant. That's it. That's the list. That's who they're missing. Like in that like order. Yes. Landry Shamit and then <laughs> Kevin order. Durant. Text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Coming up next, I think ASU just scored again. <laughs> Goodness gracious, what got into the Sun Devils in Dayton last night? We'll get into it straight ahead. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on this Thursday. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings. As Arizona State will win this ball game, inbounded to Pettigrew, 98-73, to the final score as the Sun Devils get their 23rd win of the season and advance to Denver, Colorado for a game Friday night against the Horned Frogs of TCU, the number six seed in the West region. What do you think, Beck? Do you think that wins enough to get the Sun Devils in, in, the, in the NCAA tournament? <laughs> yeah, how about that? How about that? Talk about talk about an impact statement, huh? Goodness. Um, talk about dominating a game from the outset. Yeah. Nevada hit a three uh-huh. to start the game. Mm-hmm. And then it was on at that point. It's yep. like we got punched in the face early, and all they did was respond the rest of the night. An unbelievable performance by the Sun Devils in a 25-point win. Uh, the most points they've scored in a game this year, 98. They had a chance at 100 late in the game with, with uh, just some of the bench players in there. Couldn't get it done. That was the highest shooting percentage in a single game for the Sun Devils under Bobby Hurley. They shot 63.6%. And... I talked about the shooting going into this game mm-hmm. and 46% being the magic number. When they shoot the ball decently, uh, they, they win games because they get after you defensively. And I don't think defensively they had a great game uh, necessarily. I thought Nevada shot the ball very well, which they did. But this looked like a well, different team on offense. The shot selection was mature. Yeah, They were making the right plays, making extra passes, backdoor cuts. I haven't. They, there was a couple games where they had similar performances here. The Michigan game in Brooklyn, they pay, played well, and they blew them out. And the game in Eugene against mm-hmm. Oregon, they did the same thing. But this is what it looks like when they put everything okay, together. Yeah, listen, I, I, I keep seeing and hearing about how well Nevada shot the ball. The game was a, it was a blowout five, six minutes into the game. It, yeah. It's, it's a very misleading statistic. It, it makes it feel like the game was competitive. The game was not competitive. And and to ASU's credit, that was remarkable. Uh, you've been saying for a long time, if they shoot well, if they shoot above 46% of the time, or 36% from the field, they win. And they got off to a really good start shooting the basketball, and it was on. Uh, they did not They did not look anything like a bubble team last night. They looked like a dangerous team last night. They did, but on the flip side of it is you don't know when that team is no. going to show up. No, you don't. But but again, for 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 this team to be to have been through the dips in the valleys that they've been through, and then to respond with their first four oppor- opportunity with a game like that, it gets you excited. It gets me excited. 
about what they might be able to do against TCU. Listen, from watching ASU this year, I'm going to tell you this. that Their level of defense when they shoot the ball well does make them a Sweet 16 caliber team. The, their ability to shoot the ball consistently enough to get there probably is not going to happen. We all recognize that. But if this team could win a game on Friday and then get a marquee matchup on Sunday – great experience, that would be a win for this program, in my opinion. And no disrespect to Nevada, but things get a lot tougher on oh, Friday. Yeah. Yeah, one of the top players in, in the country with Miles and TCU, and they play a different brand of defense, and they are battle-tested from going you know, going through the gauntlet that was the Big 12 this year. The Big 12 is the best conference in, in basketball, and it's not particularly close. If, if So, again, so if people thought, ah, oh, the Pac-12, they stink, and oh, Arizona State, really, you're getting in because of a miracle uh, half-court shot in Tucson. Last night's game was sort of like a boom. This is a really good basketball team when they can harness everything, which doesn't happen often. I admit it. But when they have, this is kind of what you get. That first half, you want to talk about a, um, a Chamber of Commerce video for ASU, a recruiting video for ASU. You had that Jemiah Neal steal and dunk. Mm-hmm. That's a highlight reel. Mm-hmm. You had the Des Cambridge deep baseline fadeaway, which is Tim Ring pointed out. That's something Michael Jordan used to do and leave people with their jaws on the ground, like, right? When it, he was behind the backboard, basically. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got Alonzo Gaffney, who who had two straight rejections on a guy at the rim. <laughs> and it, th- these are three highlight reel plays from three different dudes. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Jemiah Neal. Uh, his effort off the bench, he looked like a different player than he's looked like all season long. And he's been decent off the bench. Yeah. He dominated that basketball he did. game. He did. They were, uh, they, yeah, their their level of defense in that first half just shut that Nevada team down. And, you know, props to them. That's a, that's a great moment for the program. Yeah, I mean, so much is made of, and especially for Arizona State. Oh, Bobby Hurley! The only time they make the tournament is when they have to go to Dayton and go to the go to the first four. Um, and he admitted on our show, "Hey, without the Des Cambridge shot in Tucson, we're probably not in this mm-hmm. situation. All th- all things remaining the same, and all things considered." But they got that opportunity. That miracle was answered, and at least through one game, they're making the most of it, and they look like a team that's ready to to keep going. Now, again, it gets a lot tougher on Friday, but uh, I think it, they're going to win. It's a rough. It's a rough go for a team like ASU mm-hmm. where there are expectations to a certain degree and you get into that first four and you lose. Mm-hmm. It, it's almost like you didn't even make the tournament. So they've legitimized themselves as a selection. As yeah. one of the last teams in, they are legitimate. Uh, yeah, exactly. That That's that's what was won last night by ASU. There, what was won last night was the perception of, oh, that, that team's too good for a first four. That team that team really showed their class in this format. They they didn't belong there. They were not a bubble team. Yeah. The bubble. G- <laughs> the bubble. bubble. The bubble. No matter what Howard says. The other argument is that. The other argument is that maybe Nevada shouldn't have made it instead of Rutgers or one of those other teams. I, I don't think that's the argument. Again, it, there have been times this year, you know, you, you saw those games against against ASU. There were times in, in both of those games, regular season games, not the Pac-12 yeah. tournament, where it was neck and neck with that oh. team. Well, I mean, the game in Tucson was was 
nip and tuck the whole way. They, yeah. they played toe-to-toe with a really good team on their floor that where they don't lose. And the game in Tempe, Arizona dominated the first half, mm-hmm. but ASU had a stretch of 10 minutes in that second That's half where I'm they saying. played maybe their best basketball of the year. They did, and I was there to watch that game, and the level of defense they played in that stretch was something where you're like, wow, they uh, the level of defensive ability that this team has it's through the roof. Now, again, this is just one game against a, maybe a sus kind of opponent. I get it. But this is that, that's everything Bobby Hurley and this ASU mm-hmm. team wanted yeah. was validation that, no, we ain't that. We're not this bubble team. Bubble team. Right. You still have time to get your uh, brackets in. The madness starts in a few hours. You've got a shot at $1,000 in tickets to next year's tournament. How do you do that? Just text BUCKS to 620-620. Fill out your bracket. Compete in the Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks. You can compete against all of us, too. It's presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center. That's BUCKS to 620-620. Coming up next, remember that uh, emergency quarterback that everybody had filed away for the Cardinals to maybe sign and start at the beginning of next year? Ain't going to happen. We'll get into the latest on uh, Cardinals free agency and NFL next. Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.